Are you ready to party? Let's go. Seth Rosenstein. <laughs> Seth Rosenstein. Sorry, Rosenstein. Rosenstein. Ro- Seth Rosenstein. We yeah. practiced this before Seth we Rosenstein. started. I'm so sorry. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks, man. It is an honor to have you here. Um, and also, so everybody knows, we have the whole crew back. That's right. Me. Jordan, Jimmyola, Jordan. <laughs> I'll be Jordan. There's a D on the end of the name. I know. Now. Sorry, yeah. I did change my name. <laughs> I know. And then, uh, so you guys know too. I did order another camera that's going to be on Sam pretty soon. Yeah. So sweet. People sucky, are going to see Sam here very soon. <laughs> the ratings are going to boost up. Oh, times like hey. thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Sam. Uh, Sam actually um, was nursing a knee injury. He's coming back. He's healing up pretty good, right, Sam? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Thank dude. you, Jesus. Congratulations. That is a hell of a process. Welcome back, dude. Thank yeah. you. Thank Welcome you, back. Gentlemen. Well, Seth, back to you, my friend. Yeah. My goodness, <laughs> you came all the way from? Uh, well, where I live now South is... Bay? Yeah, South Bay. <laughs> we'll right South Bay I was like, originally? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, Redondo Beach, yeah. Cool. How was the traffic coming here? Not too bad. Well, we've been um, away from LA, right? I mean, yeah. end of the day. Speaking yeah. of which, do you see his Jeep? We were just talking about it. He has like a, is it, what do you call it? A Jeep truck? It's the Gladiator. I've been calling it the Druck. The Druck. Um, a lot of, it's very polarized. Okay. <laughs> he had it specially ordered. It's manual. Oh, you have a manual Gladiator? <laughs> yeah. Sick. It's freaking sick, dude. I love it. Do you do any like off, or have you done any off-roading stuff with it? A little yet? bit. I want to get more into it. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, I, I used to uh, do things out in the Mojave Desert a lot. So yeah. that's kind of the original purpose. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I oh, mean, we're going to get to that. They're sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm actually super excited that you're on. When uh, Tim was talking to me about, you know, who's coming on. Thanks, I was man. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm yeah. so, I'm so excited to be here, man. Yeah, this is awesome. So I Thank met, you. I met Seth through Kim. It's Kish, right? I always figure mm-hmm. I, why do I have such a Kim problem with Kish? Bad, they're, they're Shout out. Names. Yeah. Kim, the pilot. Kim, yep. thank you so much. You have some of the greatest hey, friends. Kim. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we I we were in what Hermosa Beach. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was over there. I got done. I was like, hey, because we just got all our merch and stuff. So I wanted to drop it off to her because she was in LA for a little bit. Okay. She's like with friends. I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna drop it off. I ended up staying and having breakfast and just hang with her. All super cool people. Sick. All of them, dude. Thanks, I man. loved them. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> These are my people. They're like super intelligent. You know, I was like, mm. she was a pretty solid person. So I feel like yeah. she probably doesn't hang with not similar <laughs> people, you know, yeah. but that's rad. Yeah. It was well, super cool. Super it's small cool. world stuff, you know, Dude, right? super cool. small world. So, um, to get right into this, um, let's start. You kind of work on, let's just say jet propulsion. Is that the best way to put it? Uh, rocket propulsion. Rocket propulsion. Okay. Yeah. You're talking to a guy who puts water on fire. It's all right? good, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So rocket propulsion. Yeah. Now what, what got you into that? Uh, that's, that's a good question. It's, it's weird. I don't, I don't really remember like not being into it, which is crazy. So but like I think even in high school and stuff. Oh, way before. Oh, so, way before that. Yeah. So it, there's this like pinnacle moment. If you guys seen the movie Inside Out, where you're like core yeah. memory. Um, <laughs> it's like it was like Good that, reference. you know. And I, <laughs> I like I, I think back on that moment. Uh, probably an outrageous amount, but um, it's uh, I was seven years old, okay. sitting in front of the TV, watching old uh, NASA footage of the moon landing. Like so, my birthday is on July 28th, and. The moon landing is on July 20th. And so when you're young, super impressionable, you're thinking like, oh, like, yeah, like all ar- always around your birthday is like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And like the there would always be like the week before the birthday, it would always be like, oh, that's the NASA week. Like the, I always uh, got so amped because yeah. I was like, oh, I get to watch like 
all my favorite stuff. And then I get to go have my birthday. And like as a kid, it was like very intertwined. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. But the specific memory is I was like seven years old. I was watching all of this old vintage NASA stuff on like History Channel when they did history. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I just remember looking back at my parents who were just on the couch and just looking and said, I want to do that. Wow. And here I am. (laughs) It's like it's like a super like Disney like crazy kind of story right um but yeah to get to that point though i mean okay is it an engineering degree that you got what yeah okay yeah okay so is it is it like a special certain type of engineering or you just went to college just i got an engineering degree let's go into rock propulsion um great question so i um so i went to school with kim uh at embry riddle aeronautical university uh which is an outrageously long name um but uh (laughs) this school is pretty much just um pilots, engineers, but there's also a whole business aspect to the school and all that great stuff. What I did, the full degrees <laughs> that I have, yeah. um, I have an undergrad in um, aerospace engineering with minors in applied mathematics and space studies. And then I have a dual master's in mechanical engineering and an MBA. <laughs> I was going to say, ring well, that bell. Bro. Yeah. Ring just, that bell. <laughs> I, have a, I have a very serious question to ask you. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to probably normally be the smartest person in the room. That's not true. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my mom actually calls me the smartest dumbass she knows. So, uh, <laughs> no, with love, with love. Of course. Um, it's, it's mom, it's, yeah, it's all <laughs> They mean well. I love her. I do. Um, but uh, no, I just, the industry is so, in like what I do, it's just I'm surrounded by everyone who does the same thing and like nothing else. Like uh, okay. there's especially, there's a lot of engineers um, that like their entire personality is like what they do at work. And like, that's not me. Um, I have a lot of other hobbies and interests and all that good stuff. But, um, uh, yeah. So you're able to turn it, you're, <laughs> but you're essentially you're able to turn it off a little bit. Right. Yeah. So it's oh, like yeah. some people and like with every, I'm sure with every profession, I mean, I, I'm sure Tim and I can come up with 20 people we could think of that are that person at work and at home the same. Yeah. Know? But I think that's super healthy to be able to like, like turn it off a little bit. Unless, but but then I also think too, it's like that. that like, what jumps out to me is those movies when like you know, some, not I don't want to say like Rain Man, but like when they're crunching <laughs> numbers like in their head. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like and then all the things in the background. That's like, you me know, all day. No, I'm kidding. When, <laughs> when, I just <laughs> see numbers going. I'll just, all the, <laughs> I, I always think of the movie The Hangover when they're like yeah. trying to run the blackjack table. Yeah, and the background, yeah. All the numbers are going down. Yeah. Anyway. No. Um. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I don't think I'm the smartest person in the room. Like, I've been doing this uh, since I went to school in 2012. Um, and I, you know, you do anything for 10 years, mm-hmm. and like you'll get good at it. You know. Um. Or I, you know, I hope I hope you will, <laughs> and I or, or hope you find enjoyment in the thing that you're doing, regardless, right? right? And so I feel like there's there's always so much to learn just in the industry, but also like I can't walk into like a marketing like business room and be like, Oh, this is what's happening. I don't know. Well, like, you're, you know? you're the specialized <laughs> to the industry. You work, right. Yeah. Right? You know, and for 10 years, I mean, I'd definitely say you have a certain amount of passion to get you that for far. sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, um, it's just not, I mean, obviously you work around people, like you're saying, everyone has kind of like similar interest or like knowledge based depth, schooling, everything they've gone through. It's just, 
uh, I don't know anyone in that. Well, now I do. Yeah. <laughs> now you do, but man. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, so when you hear that, I think it's really like most people are like, holy shit. That's insane. You know? <laughs> Thanks, well, man. It's, 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 right. it's fascinating. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like when I, after I met him, we ended up, I think we hung out for like, what, four or five hours? Yeah. yeah we just like they, kept going. Yeah. Because I was so interested. You know, it's yeah. kind of like you said, I'm like, dude, I actually know somebody. Like, this guy's really intelligent. He's humble. Thanks, nice man. dude. Like Kim's awesome. All your friends that were at that table were really good people. That's why when like we got done eating like brunch or whatever, yeah. or was it lunch? I was like, you guys want to go to a bar and just talk? <laughs> we were going to some bar. We were like, street. yep. Yeah, it's like I'm buying beer. Let's just chat. And there's another God. What's the other guy's name? He's a really nice guy. Paul. Paul. Yeah, yes. Paul. Absolutely. Paul's another. He's he another, says hi by the way. Oh, dude, uh, Paul. Yeah. What up, G? <laughs> You're coming on next, bro. Um, but yeah, talking with you guys it was really fascinating. Because you're you're seeing like because we see all the stuff with SpaceX and yeah. how <clears throat> space and all that's starting to push real really far forward and kind of the For forefront sure. of everything we're doing now. So to know and meet somebody who's kind of in that, you're like, whoa! Like, how'd you get in there, dude? <laughs> Speaking of which, like, sure. how much math did you have to take in college? <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, it's it's actually funny. Um, I'm so, terrible at math, dude. That's why I'm like, how I used you? to be very bad at math. Uh, really? Oh yeah, I was getting D's in algebra, and like I was flunking out of like really? high, like granted, like freshman okay. algebra, and I just started going to a math tutor, and uh, I was okay. I did a math tutor for, uh, sorry, I went to a math tutor for, uh, all through high school, and then even my first two years of college, um, same math tutor and like would telework, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, that's because I used to be a math tutor just on the side. Um, when I was in college, just make some extra cash kind of thing. Um, and, uh, I also just like really love teaching and, and all that. But, um, I, I always would tell my students like I was bad at this. Yeah. Like, I am a success story. I still don't know everything. Right. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But like, I'm sitting here teaching you this now. Right. You can do it. Well, it's because you put in the work. You knew yeah. it was something that was kind of a weakness, True. right? Which is so you got a tutor and you worked on your weakness, right? It's yeah. not, you're pretty much what you're showing everybody or telling us. It's like, hey, uh, it's not like this was handed to me. I still had to work my butt off to yeah. get where I wanted to go. Wasn't good at math, so I did what I had to do. I got tutors, yeah. did everything I had to do. I mean, Kudos to you, dude. I hate Thanks, math. man. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I barely passed, dude. I left so, it at that. Yeah, I have college algebra. <laughs> I got through it. I'm pretty If proud. you ever need any math help, man, I'm let me know. Got it. I actually, the, the, when you we start talking about math and you're, you know, the first thing that popped up in my head, it's like, how do you feel about Common Core? Common Core? Oh, like just Common Core math? Like, yeah. Like, like taking the, like the general curricular kind of stuff before you get into like, I, look, more intense stuff? That's a really open-ended question because I don't know a whole lot about it <laughs> other than one time uh, it was a, a buddy of mine who brought some like like his kid's homework to work to like kind of go over it to see because they, they, I guess you know, the kid didn't do very well. Yeah. And he was like, hey, Jordan, he's like, look at this shit. And I was like, they were like adding fractions or something, you know, yeah. like very, mm. you know, a very uh, basic, you know, type, you know, deal. But the way that they're taught to break it down in that in that style, so I I don't know what the premise is. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and I can't shit on it too much. I've just <laughs> heard a lot of things about it, and it just seems overly confusing. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So I, I I remember what I kind of I know what you're talking about. I didn't know it was called Common Core. I think that's my, maybe, but. Um, where they teach you kind of a way to do math in like a very like 
solving a puzzle kind of way. Yeah. And not like a, this is the math way to do it. Right. Which has value to it. Like you end up using those puzzle solving skills when you get like farther down the road. Um, and it's way easier to teach a kid, like, you do this number here, and you put it on top, and then you put this number here, and now wow. you've done it. Like, that's obviously going to be easier for a younger kid to conceptualize and understand. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess those are those yeah, are my no, thoughts on it. I just remember <laughs> seeing the charts, and it took, like, 10 minutes to do, like, one fraction problem. Oh, and no. I was just like, no, no, oh, no, man, no. I can't wait till my kids... <laughs> <laughs> well, go to your mom. Is that is that why people kind of have such a uh, I don't want to uproars? Or there's such kind of a uh, people are against Comic Core right now. Is yeah. that because it, it, it's so different? Uh, it's, it's almost like a longer way of solving a math problem. Yeah, which is not needed pretty much. So it was kind of one yeah. of those things. I, it was probably three or four years ago where I felt like there was a little uproar mm. and like I, you know it's like. It's math with extra steps. <laughs> like, yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, let's and it's like, this a little bit more. It's like, why do we have to do that? No. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know too much about it. Oh, but you're not on the spot, I think- bro. I just, <laughs> I just wanted like an actual smart person's opinion. I really just wanted you to say Common Core is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. <laughs> Common Core question. is a waste of time. <laughs> I have 5,000 degrees, so I am an expert. <laughs> On that, I know <laughs> that much. <laughs> Five thousand math degrees, I build rockets. But but to answer your original question yeah. about how much math I took, yeah, um, I went up to so you do in college. You do um, I did you know calc one two three. Okay, and um, then you go into differential equations, and then there's um, a class that I took that the school they call it something different everywhere, but it's called like mathematical methods of physics uh, and flight. So it's kind of, it's geared toward the aerospace realm of things, but it's applying math, basic mathematical, like these mathematical principles you learn in Calc 1, 2, 3, Diffie Q mm-hmm. to these more inherently specific situations um, that have like, you know, actual things happening in them. Right. Like there's a plane flying or there's, right. you're, ana- you're analyzing the structural component of this. Um, and then I took another class um, in my master's that was, essentially the hand math of how like um, whenever you see like those fancy uh, documentaries and they're like, this is someone working on a computer, like solving a mathematical problem on the computer. And there's like all these different squares over like a solid body. It's like the hand math behind that. But the computer does it for all of those different entities that you see. uh, Those little squares, Uh, the computer does it simultaneously right because it can it's like a computer right, right. but like i can't sit here and solve right like twelve thousand little squares mm-hmm. that's insane but they i taught i was learned i was learned i was taught <laughs> i was learned um i was taught how how the basis of all of that works yeah. so then i could go sit a computer and be like oh i just have to apply these boundary conditions and like press run and i understand what's happening in right the and that's why i think what you do is so fascinating at least from i would say my standpoint our standpoint because I've, I've i've watched quite a few documentaries in space of course and i didn't realize how much math went into landing on the moon to yeah, man. you know us eventually going to mars it's incredible. The rotation of the earth on its axis and oh, yeah. all this other stuff. Oral like, mechanics is a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there was a picture of a young lady who did the math behind 
the lunar module yep. landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I know what photo book? you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, this is the equation to get to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> the book was like as tall as her. All oh the code. Oh, All the code. Incredible. It's, it's handwritten. But I think handwritten. I, what I love oh. about that is it takes it takes people with those types of minds to push us into the future. Totally. You have to have that. Yeah. Now, I ain't going to be pushing us into the future. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> not <to> scientific. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> No. Hey, but, hey, but if you can inspire someone, I true. was going to say, I was like, and that's what that's really. what you guys are doing here. You know, we try get we get try, more man. people to get inspired to do the things they want to do. Right, you know? dude. My man knows what's up, dude. Hey, thanks, <laughs> dude. That was up, super dude. kind. <laughs> Ring yeah. the bell. He's coming on a second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the mat. You know, that'd be great. How many people understand the amount of work it takes yeah. to go into space? So there's some. Do you want to hear some crazy yes, space yes. statistics? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Welcome yeah. to Space Talk. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, so, um, so like some crazy things. Like, do you guys know what the Saturn V moon rocket is? It's the largest rocket that we've ever made. Uh, it's flew uh, humans to the moon uh, back in 1969 when we landed on the moon, and flew missions through 1972. It is like it's hard to conceptualize the the engineering that went into something with no computers no computers right. all hand uh, yeah um we're talking like if i need to edit um a, a drawing for example when i'm at work i go into my computer i look it up i do a couple keystrokes i edit it it's good to go right but right. they're like new piece of paper all right we have, we either have to erase this or we have to make a completely new one it's it's the process is obviously far more time consuming but the actual the it blows my mind <laughs> and I do it. Um, so like the Saturn V moon rocket the, it has five engines on the first stage. The first stage is the thing that lights on the launch pad to get you off the ground. Um, it's meant to be very powerful, but not very efficient mm-hmm. because you just need as much power to get to a higher altitude okay. where the air is thinner, the mm-hmm. gravity is less, and you can separate, go to second stage, keep going. The first stage, five engines, one of those engines is has had 1.5 million pounds of thrust. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which <laughs> yeah. So, which they, is they, outrageous. They put dudes on the tip end. And they were like, let's put people on this. <laughs> the the whole rocket do it. was equivalent to <laughs> 1/16th the power of an atomic bomb. Oh my oh, wow. god. And they were just like, throw them on there. When I I don't know if this statistic is quite right, but I read this somewhere and I'm not surprised by it. So, fact check me on it. But one of those engines, when lit for one minute, produced enough energy to power the city of Chicago for 16 minutes. That's like the amount of raw that energy. is wow. incredible. The first stage, w- and there's five of these engines. Five of them. Yeah. So the first stage would burn an Olympic-sized swimming pool of fuel every minute. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. Nuts. That is... <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah, even, how big is the tank like for the huge I mean it's gotta be just ginormous right I yeah mean, oh yeah I mean like it's like you you stand because I they have it on its side and down at uh, Cape Canaveral and over in Houston I actually just got back from Houston a couple weeks ago and I uh, nerded out <laughs> I was there I went over to NASA I uh, got a couple friends that work there in mission control so I was just oh, going to visit them that's cool um, and uh, so it, but it's still every time I like see it in person you're like it's it's the Statue of Liberty moving, yeah. Like oh, that's, wow. that's that's how big. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Sorry, I don't know these things. <laughs> no, you're no, good. It's, it's blowing my mind right That's now. It's so crazy. I just enormous. picture the Statue of Liberty holding, just launching off the ground. Yeah, yeah literally. It's That's taller incredible. than the Statue of Liberty by a little bit. God. But this was back in the 60s, right? right. So, I mean, like, on paper, how, no computer. How does that yeah. go down? Like in the morning, like before launch, there's like the there's like a, a team of dudes or you know whatever a team just getting ready to go over the numbers, and they're just like smoking cigarettes and drinking black <laughs> coffee, and they're like, "Hey, Bob." Uh, are you good with these? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's do, <laughs> Let's do it. Kennedy wants his shit in the air. We got to go. You know, we choose um, to go to the moon. Yeah. That's so, so crazy. Something to touch on kind of what you said earlier with the concept of like, like how absolutely outrageous that is. Uh, th- so there's this mentality that I've in- I've tried to live my life by uh, for the most part. <laughs> I try. Um, it's called moonshot thinking. I don't know. If, have you moonshot? heard of this? No, I have not. Not have at you? all. I have not. Sorry. Okay. No worries. PR stuff. <laughs> so um, this is not like a newer concept. I didn't make this up. May the record reflect. You can look it up on YouTube. There's a million videos about moonshot thinking. But the concept bases from JFK's speech, we choose to go to the moon. And everyone knows the part where he says, we choose to go to the moon because it's hard. Right? That's right. the first part of the speech. But a lot of people forget the second part of the speech where he goes on to say, and we don't know how to do it yet. And that to me is That's far okay. more profound yeah. than the whole, yeah, this is really hard and we're going to do it. You could sit here all day and say, this is a hard thing, but we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then to follow it up, speaking in front of a country, speaking in front of the world and say, we don't know how to do this yet, but we're going to do it anyway. That's insanely motivating. Well, how much more American can you get though? It's you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but it, the moonshot thinking is right. the concept of like looking at a problem that you would normally be like, I don't, I'm just not going to think about this and yeah. just choosing to think about it. Yeah. You know, like Elon Musk deciding to land rockets in addition to launch them. Bro, when no I- one had done that. And then he did it and everyone told him it wasn't possible, and then he did it. Yeah, Seth, when I when I first saw that, <clears throat> I honestly thought it was um, somebody had edited a video. It was fake. Yeah, I was there. I didn't believe it. I was like, what in the world is happening right now? It's I, incredible to watch that. I, uh, I tailgated that launch. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You got to <laughs> so, see it happen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was there for Falcon, the first Falcon Heavy launch, too, um, and I saw both the boosters land, come in and land simultaneously, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. You fear both the sonic booms as it comes in. Yeah, right so like... Tr- it's nuts. Is everything going to be Skynet? Or <laughs> where are we going with this? Yeah. You know, I mean, we're all doomed. Um, no. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's really crazy, right? It's like inspiring and it's, oh. it's, you know, the, the aerospace industry isn't the only industry doing these things, right? Um, it's very relatable to the aerospace industry because you can say sky's the limit. No, it's not, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, it's, it's so much more than that. There's so many people in so many other industries that are pushing that boundary and doing that moonshot thinking, mm. um, even though if they don't know that they're doing it, right? Right. Um, I just find that very inspiring. Oh, no, you know? dude, absolutely. I mean, whoever would have thought that we would watch rockets that were launched into space land themselves on landing pads that are in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. You know, I mean, the again, the math behind that. Oh, it's a controls nightmare. <laughs> I can't even imagine the stress that Elon yeah. Musk was under. When I've been watching, um, there's a documentary. I wonder if I'm trying to figure out. If it's Is it called documentary. Return to Space by Jimmy Chin? Yes. I just finished watching it. It's incredible. Dude, it's, the <laughs> where, where is it's it called Return to Space. Is it Amazon Prime or Netflix? Uh, Netflix yeah, Netflix. Oh, okay. You see Elon through the beginning stage of him starting SpaceX mm-hmm. and the people that believed in him and how they were starting. I mean, it was 
down to the wire, dude. Yeah, oh, they wow. were failing a lot. Yeah. NASA was watching, dude, and you can, you can. He even said it. He's like, I almost had a nervous breakdown. The yeah. amount of stress this man was under to make this happen with his team was incredible. And like, what is it? The last possible second, it works. Yeah, they get it to work. But I, it was just, it, did you? I found myself cheering. I was just like, yeah, yeah you right? did it. Yeah, I'm like, well, man, it's like a Cinderella story. Oh yeah, you know. I but mean, he like, risked it all. His, didn't he, he risked most of his yeah. millions. He was at the point. If I recall, he was at the point where it was like he was putting like there was no more funding. Like he was right. putting his own money into it. It was his it was his baby, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um but I burped. Uh <laughs> Thank you for going away from the mic. <laughs> that's um a rip, dude. That's, but, a, that, that's a it, honestly you should watch the documentary. Yeah, it's really no, inspiring. It's, it's, I like it's amazing. It's incredible, dude. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Now, did, where did you start your aerospace career? Um, so I don't know if you could say where you were. Yes, or, yeah, okay. you saw, I can. Cool, cool, okay. Um, so, uh, so my first job out of school, I was actually still in school as an internship. So I got a job as a guidance, navigation, and control engineering intern um, at Wallops Flight Facility in uh, Wallops Island, Virginia. Um, I was working on sounding rockets, so they're essentially repurposed missiles um but they put scientific payloads on the top and they're not they don't stay in space they go up they come back down mm -hmm. but it's really cheap uh because they're just solid rocket motors there's no complex there's no real complex relatively like uh propulsion system mm -hmm. you you light it and it goes um and that was really cool but i worked on the for in the payload section there is a specific um guidance navigation and control unit that you can program um, that had actuators on it and had um, uh, small thrusters on it that would essentially orient the payload when it was in space for its short period of time to do whatever science it had to do. Oh. Um, so I was an intern on that. Um, so I was obviously limited as an intern to the things I could do, mm. but it had a lot of really uh, cool stuff looking back on it. I was doing a lot of like electrical engineering stuff, which I, I didn't really have much experience with at the time, but I was just like, let's figure it out. Yeah. How long were you there for? Uh, I was there for eight months. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a co-op internship thing. So then I, so I worked there and then I came back to school, finished my undergrad degree and then, um, went from there and started my master's, did around a year of my master's and then got another internship at a company called Sierra Nevada Corporation, which is now Sierra Space. They've like Okay. Come off into their own little entity. Yeah. Um, but I was a an intern there as well, but a master's student level intern. So I um, was working with. Um, I, d I ran my own um, propulsion um, igniter testing. So it was essentially developing a small rocket engine to light the big rocket engine um, for the company. And I had a little test cell and. I did that for eight months or so. You're an incredible person, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> so can you like can you like a MacGyver a rocket or something? <laughs> if I mean, we like, leave conceptually, fly, how much yeah. money do we have? <laughs> if we leave duct tape, <laughs> a sock, a bale of hay. Yeah, it was like a toilet paper roll. Could you get it? <laughs> yeah, I could get you a couple hundred feet in the air, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. So okay, I always wanted wondered this too. So from all the places that you've shot rockets out. Mm -hmm. to space yeah how does that work with the flight paths of mm. these commercial jetliners i've always wondered that oh yeah you know i did research on that okay actually, so in how college does that, yeah i mean you have to get clearance right oh yeah um cape canaveral is a big no-no flies like don't fly over here okay. zone well, whenever the, there's a launch what yeah. about like the desert when we got guys out there testing rockets and stuff 
Um, I actually, so like over at White Sands, there's a White Sands, there's White Sands Missile Range, which does a lot of rocket testing and some rocket launch actually. Okay. Um, but it's all, it's mainly all DOD military kind of stuff. Okay. Um, um, like sounding rocket stuff. It's, it's not, um, orbit and it's not to orbit. Uh, okay. It goes up, comes back down and the range is big enough so that when it comes back down, it's still on the property of, right. of the range. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, and then, and so that has its own no-fly zone, like normal, like any other normal launch site. Okay, so when you um, say no-fly zone, so everybody knows, does that mean people have to go around, or that to be a certain, f- so many feet above the? You have fly to go zone? around. You have to go around. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because for the most part, well, I understand. Yeah. Like the flies, it's like an upside-down cake, right? Yeah. Or doesn't it go up? Yeah. Okay. Um, Scott, that bro. Exactly. <laughs> like, nice, Tim. So where, where's Kim? Where's Kim? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only aeronautical shit I know. So whatever. <laughs> um. But when we're doing, when we do rocket, it, when rocket testing is happening, mm-hmm. uh, where you're not actually, like the the rocket isn't leaving the ground, it's strapped down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's normally no like crazy flight restrictions unless it's like, uh, unless it's something that's like super, um, like the risks are that we might have debris flying hundreds of feet in the air. But that's like pretty rare based okay. off of the way these tests can be set up. Um, and, uh, yeah, like a lot of, uh, if you ever see videos of rocket engines being tested on their side, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. so yeah, there's a ton of SpaceX videos about it and there's a ton of like orbital ATK videos. And it, if you just look up rocket engine tests, like you'll, you'll find one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it, there's multifaceted reason, but it's like, if this fails, it's the main explosion is going to go horizontally, not Oh, so that's why they test it on their side. Uh, Sometimes it's it's also like they do do for the larger rocket engines. They have to test pointed down. So they there's a big structure that anchors it to the ground um, over at Marshall uh, in Louisiana. Okay, Um, and that's where they tested like the F1 engine for the Saturn V, that engine that we were talking about earlier. They said when they were testing that engine back in the '60s, it would rattle panes of the windows on the houses like miles away <laughs> like things were being knocked off so it's the counter down and it's, it's they're lighting it off facing like going into going the down earth. yeah 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 oh my gosh um it's nuts yeah <laughs> like that's crazy like what do yeah. they use to anchor that thing i mean the amount that's of, what i want to know what you know, straps are you using a lot yeah. of steel <laughs> oh my God. a lot of very very intense steel um God. the 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 pads that the like they're like specially designed rated pads for like way more than the amount of thrust than that engine is putting out. So it's like built for it, essentially. Some of them are built into the sides of mountains because oh, okay, that makes sense. it's literally like, what's the best thing to anchor to this to the earth? How about the earth? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> sold. That's not going to move. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, dude, that's, that's it. So I've always wanted that because I skydive, of course, right, but I've, yeah. o- I've always wondered like, wait a minute, when they shoot rockets off, like where's the no-fly zone in this? Yeah. Because people are in the desert or mm-hmm. Cape Canaveral, Florida, yeah. Virginia, all these other places. So I'm sure you still have to get your FAA permissions, right? Apply for yep. maybe permit or something, right? So there's a lot of testing sites um, in in the U.S. that they get those rights from the FAA to be like, we are a general aerospace test facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like way more to it, obviously a lot more legal jargon and stuff, but we yeah. won't go into that. I also don't know all of that. So I'll talk to what I do know, which is essentially it's like we are getting permission to do testing of aerospace components or vehicles or whatnot. Yeah. And a lot of these exist already on airports. 
Mm. Um, so pretty much it's like, okay, in the back of the airport, we're just, we're blowing up rocket engines, but it's fine because we have the authority to do that. So then it falls to the airport or the entity itself to say, okay, like to approve or deny uh, individual parties from being like, we want to come test here. Okay. So they can just be like, uh, no, you don't, you haven't done the proper paperwork. You haven't done the, the, the correct risk analysis. We don't right. feel comfortable as our own private entity that has to answer the FAA okay. for you, this other private entity to test here. Right. Okay. So it's kind of a chain of command of sorts. Well, yeah. that's good that that's all in play. Cause I feel like if you're a pilot, you'd be like, we're staying <laughs> the hell away from that area. <laughs> hey Jordan, look at that rocket shoot next to <laughs> Oh shit. Jim, that was pretty close. What do you want for lunch? <laughs> serving fish. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so then I, I did my, I did the eight month internship at Sierra Nevada. Okay. I, um, went back to school, finished up Your masters? my, uh, the dual masters and then dual masters. Yeah. Hold on. Let's can everyone just, can we just say that one more time really slow? Because I'm working on my masters right now. And I'm dying. <laughs> what are you working on? I believe that's two, or, Tim. Yeah. Organizational leadership. There's oh, zero cool. math. Zero math. Throw that out there right now. There's a lot of paper writing and research. You're doing a dual, meaning two. Yeah. So that was master's degrees. That was the whole kind of um, that was the whole gimmick. Wow. It was like you can do two masters in three years. That was the whole. That's the way that. That's the way they got two you. Two in three years. Okay. Our Sam, part of our team here, he's a well-educated man, bachelor's and a master's degree. Sam, you finished your master's. <laughs> yes, How do you sir. feel about someone doing a dual master's degree? Is that respect or what? Oh, my God. I'm tripping out, dude. <laughs> yeah. two, two of these? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And then I like it. You said it's a gimmick. They're like, ah, you can. We we'll got get you. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so dope. Now you're roped in. Um, yeah. So, I, um, so, yeah, it was the way it was structured was really interesting. I did only mechanical engineering master's classes for the first year. I didn't okay. do any MBA stuff. And then the second year, there's overlap. The second year, I finished my mechanical engineering, engineering master's and started the MBA. Mm. So, the, so then on the last year, it was only MBA classes. I didn't have any... I technically had already graduated from my mechanical engineering master's in 2020. I had one year left, and it was just MBA stuff. Wow. Um, so it, was, it sounds really very, very impressive, but it was really only one year, a year and a half Bro, don't, don't, of overlap. Don't sell yourself here. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, that's just... Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Be proud Appreciate of that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty fucking smart. <laughs> just saying. No, thanks, dude, man. That's really cool. I mean, again, you know, going back to like, you know, it's just that's something that is a very minute percentage of people are able to accomplish that. So thanks. I, I mean, it, like, it, honestly, this whole time's kind of been tripping me out because I'm thinking like, <laughs> I mean, like, am I going through like all, like I used to love space stuff as a kid yeah. and I just, I never, I never pursued it in that way. And so to hear like, you know, sit next to you and be like, dude, this is really cool, man. I mean, I just, so many questions. Yeah. Dude. Ask away, so, man. Well, <laughs> I didn't know it was, how long. Were you I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was like, <laughs> for it, okay, well the first thing that came to mind is, uh, aliens. <laughs> and I didn't know if we we're going to go into that and, and now the Tim's. As I'm an I alien. Am. I'm I'm an alien. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. It's all dual masters. Got it done in a year. I was gonna say, he he might. Yeah. He might not be from this earth. <laughs> yeah. No. Dude. So okay. So I don't really know where to start with that. Other no than, worries. Like what? What's your what's your take on it? Believe not believe. Have there been have in the aerospace industry? Has there been sightings of 
unexplained objects. Well, yeah. The, do you see the government just came out and confirmed that a couple, like last year? They came out and they were like, yeah, these are unidentified flying objects. Oh, they didn't yeah, go so far back. to be like aliens, but... The gimbal video? They were like, yeah, they were like, we don't know what these are. Public information. <laughs> like, right. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> you know? Oh, um, man. I, yeah. I think, I, think, I think the question of aliens is, is, um, is like, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much space in this universe um, that... You know, you look at a star and that's potentially an entire galaxy full of millions, billions, trillions of other stars that have their own planets uh, rotating around them and, and all that good stuff. It would be, in my opinion, I think it's naive to say that there's nothing else out there. I think that's a bit naive. <laughs> um, Oh, I love that, thank that. you. <laughs> I, yes, yes. It'd be, it would be like looking at a beach where there's all of those grains of sand and being like, there's no shells in there. I mean, <laughs> right, dude, right. you're, you're like, you're, dig a foot down. I'm sure there's a shell, right. you know? Well, it's a good point. I'll just say this. Look, I, I was raised in a religious home. I have my own faith. I do believe there's a creator. But to me, when people say there isn't other life forms out there, I'm like, are you going to put God in a boxer? I mean, yeah. come on. If we have a creator who made all of us totally. in the universe, yeah. they just don't know. You have no idea. So uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I grew up, my mom's a Catholic. My dad's Jewish. Okay. Very interesting uh, dynamic. Yes. dynamic. <laughs> it's a lot of guilt. It's just a lot of guilt. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, man, that was good. Um, <laughs> but um, the, they did a really good job at raising my, I have a twin brother, my brother and I, um, to... To with both, like okay. we were raised both Jewish and Catholic, kind of at the same time. We got confirmed, but we also had like an eighth grade graduation party, which was essentially a bar mitzvah, and all that good. So we went to Jewish summer camp, the same one my dad went to, but we also went to uh, Catholic summer camp sometimes. And we, I went to Catholic school first through eighth grade, and okay. all that good stuff. Yeah. But I think my religious beliefs kind of diverge, um, like from my parents in the way that. Uh, this is going to sound very pretentious, but I believe a lot in the ways that like how Einstein dealt with religion. Mm -hmm. um, Einstein's was like a super devout Jew. Yeah. And he would always say like when people asked him like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you, um, why are you trying to like, like, why are you committing your life to, to what you're doing? And he would always say he would pretty much, his answer was uh, I'm trying to prove the existence of God because if we can find if we can explain everything in our universe with relatively simple mathematical and physical equations um, and understandings, then that has to prove the existence of a creator of some kind. Mm. Not to get down this rabbit hole too no, hard, but fine, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but I, I just I think that's a really interesting perspective where you're like mashing religion and science together in a right. very like unorthodox way, you know. But I like to. Th I think I probably more a part of that camp. I'm still figuring it out. You know, yeah. I don't really know, but I, I think there's something happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, know. dude, it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of like a journey, right? You're tr we're totally. all trying to figure out why we're on this piece of dirt flowing through space and time and what else is out there and all these millions and billions of galaxies. And it's like, what is the end? I feel Jordan. And I have these talks all the time and Sam, it's like, God, there's gotta be more out there, man. For sure. To think we're the only living yeah. thing. And I don't mean green Martian, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, yeah. to think we're the, okay. 
I do. I, I've, I've, greens, I've, greys. <laughs> greens, greys. Huge heads. Yeah. Just well, massive eyes. And yeah. the best the best example I have is this, and we've talked about it on here, Sam and, and Jordan, but you, I'm sure you know this picture called the pale blue dot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That picture gets me emotional every time yeah. I see it. Because, my goodness, it puts things in perspective, right? You see that little ray, and in that ray is that little blue speck. Mm-hmm. And on that little blue speck that's smaller is us. Yeah. And I'm thinking... We're nuts. Yeah, dude. You every, think we're the only ones like, out there? Come not, on. Not just us. Everyone, every person yeah. that's ever lived or died right. is in that photo. Right. So I think Period. that's called, yeah, the pale blue dot. If you haven't looked it up, look up the pale blue dot. Um, I, it's really I love looking at that photo yeah. um, because it gets me, it does, it hits me. It gets me very emotional. Yeah. You're just like, you know, there's a lot more going on in this totally. life than we know. Yeah, yeah. It makes you just wonder and think like, wow, what is the existence of us, of me? What's going on here? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. We're getting existential. I'm here. Oh, I'm here for yeah, it. <laughs> but that, I, think, I think what you said is like you use a term you said as naive. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Because it is. It, it puts or putting God in the box. Yeah. Right? Because it's like no matter what the belief structure is or if you don't believe in any creator, right, that this happens totally. to be coincidence and, you know, it just evolutionary theory and timing and you know that that if you believe that everything the universe is infinite Mm -hmm. right so it's almost like uh like infinite theory or the string theory or right Right. there could be potentially infinite amounts of scenarios that are happening just like this you know what i mean so it's like something out there i think you know anyway it's crazy and to hard to conceptualize it's it's so hard to conceptualize and i think like really like the not the purpose that's not that's not right but like a, a lot of like humans as a species like we love stories like mm-hmm. we find a lot of meaning in stories whether it's about your football team that won mm-hmm. or whether it's about Jesus like right. <laughs> it's all the same general outline that's like this is a st- I'm going to tell you a story and it's going to inspire you to do a thing like whatever that thing is after that whether it's buy a baseball jersey or go to church like <laughs> right. you know Right. I mean, that's how. Right. But that's how information is passed down but, from lineage. Yeah, you know we're, I mean? we're like very like pre-technology. Totally. You know, computer, all that stuff. It's like the only way you learned and passed on stuff was yeah. by storytellers. Yeah. You know exactly. That's how that's how it works. So it's, it's like programmed into our brains to like be emotionally connected to stories. Right. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's wild. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that was my brain blowing up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you talk about, I mean, how you were raised. I mean, and, you know, for me, like, I follow the Hubble Telescope on yeah. um, uh, Instagram. I've been off Instagram for a while right now. I have my own things I'm dealing with health wise and, s- and stuff in my own personal life, but um, I can't help but see some of those pictures and get a little emotional. Totally. And it makes me kind of think back on my faith, like, wow, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's something out. You know, it makes you really start digging deep. You're like, dude, this is, it, it's so beautiful. It's so mesmerizing. It's and it's it's bigger than what we can kind of even comprehend at times. Oh, easily. When you yeah. see those pictures and the, there's just the the beauty of the stars exploding and the gases yeah. in there, and you're just like, what in the heck is going on here? I mean, has that ever played into your faith or other people that you know when they start getting digging really deep into this aerospace and doing things oh, yeah. like you know what this is? There's there's a there's a bigger thing happening than just totally right now. Totally, there's definitely a lot of people that I've met in the industry that are just like atheists because they're just like there's no there's nothing like right. <laughs> like it's all math and science and that's what I'm here to do and whatever. But um, there's there's plenty of people in the industry that go down that rabbit hole where they're just like, how do I conceptualize what I'm doing and the knowledge that I have with something that's really like 
less uh, quantitative mm-hmm. and far more like feeling emotion. Yeah. This is real to me because it's how I feel about this thing. Right. And it's the, the experiences and the emotions is that I've had surrounding that. Right. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I mean, there's so many people that, that I know, like at least in, in my generation, there's a lot of people that they're not like doing aerospace engineering for money. Like <laughs> they're not in like the startup world of aerospace, like for the money, mm-hmm. like they're, if, <laughs> you ask any single one of them, they'll be like, I need to pay more. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing it because it's just like something they're just so passionate about. They're just like, it's just something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's a very rarely run into someone. Um, my job or, or colleagues that work at, um, in, 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 at other companies that, that are just like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't really know. I'm just like here to like figure it out. And it's like, it's very rare. Yeah. But you did 10 years of school. You know, yeah. I feel like if you're sorry, I just had PTSD. No, no, but, but what I'm saying is like, if you're, you know, if you're that smart, cause it, it does take, it takes a certain type of person to be able to complete that regardless if you were passionate about it or not, I would imagine around year seven, you'd be like, what the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so once you get to that point and then it's like, it's not just the school, it's the internships. It's the yeah. understanding, you know, like you were saying, like, you're not signing up to this because you're going to feel like you're going to ball out. I mean, maybe, hopefully, one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the, the passion is what's driving you. Right? Totally. So, yeah. and that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, when you meet someone that's like that, you know, it, it, like kind of opens up that perspective of like, there's a lot of people like you that all work together that are probably going to take over the world one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're going to figure it out. You have the <laughs> mathematics for that, you know. But uh, no, it's just, it's really, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like mind boggling a little bit. And then there's hearing the stuff that you're working on or have worked on, you know, that kind of yeah. deal. But yeah, the, I was kind of thinking like you were going to say like, Oh, everyone in this industry is atheist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, and not, not, I don't mean that as a, as a dig or anything no. in a negative yeah. manner. I just think that like when you reach a certain level of that type of like knowledge base, you're probably very much the thought process is, is that like, if I can't compute it, it's not mm-hmm. there. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, it's like on a very yeah. basic level. Totally, you, you could know? totally go down that rabbit hole like very easily. Right, you're just like, look, man, like yeah. I get it, but eh, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me, right? I, so yeah, I also think it's okay, especially when with these like less quantitative conversations when you're talking more feeling, emotion, or or how you were raised and like all that stuff. It, like it's okay to say like I don't know. Yeah. Like I think that's to be that needs to be a bit more normalized, especially in like religion as a whole is being like I have no idea, you know, and but like. I'm still here to like try to figure it out and like see what that means to me. Oh, know? for sure. Like the answer, be determined. the best, the <laughs> yeah. best thing that I learned doing aerospace engineering in general and working on the things that I'm working on is, is, uh, you don't know everything and it's okay to be wrong. My, my, um, my mantra that I have literally told like my bosses in the past and everything is just like, I'm often wrong. Mm. Like I'll, I'll present something, of any, whatever, whatever I'm working on or anything would be like, yeah, this is what my thoughts, but I'm often wrong. And they always get a little, you know, a little chuckle out of it or whatever, but like, that's okay. You know, as long as you, I have this experience, my first engineering internships ever, I was working for a solar panel, small, small solar panel company in Maryland, which is where I'm from originally. And it was my first engineering, engineering internship. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know all this, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. 
And I didn't know <laughs> everything, obviously. And I was working on a design for just layout of some solar panels on the roof of a residential home. And I had to redo the design from my boss at the time, like several times. Oh. And I, it was like beat me down. And my boss could obviously see I was like, I, I think it was time seven where I was just like, uh, like, <laughs> like very much. Like he could see in the way that I was acting that it was just like, he is not doing good right now. Um, and my boss gave me the best piece of advice. I have some of the best piece of advice I've ever gotten, which is the solar, the solar panels aren't on the roof yet. Make as many mistakes as you want. As long as when they go on the roof, it's right. Wow. And so I think a lot of people can be definitely like afraid of failure and all that. But like I fail all the time. <laughs> um, as long as you can figure it out, uh, whether whatever that problem is, right? Whether it's engineering or technical or not, you know, like it's okay. It up, dude, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people, like you said, are afraid of failure, but I think failure teaches you a lot. Just because you fail doesn't mean you are a failure. Totally. You can learn from that. You can pick yourself up, regather, rethink something, do it a different way, and it yeah. can make you into something better. You know, I think, and that's why, at least for me, I'm not a try, afraid to try new things. Totally. I don't mind yeah. failing at something. Yeah. You know, you get to see what you're kind of made of and what's for you or maybe what's not for you. Totally. Or if you want it bad enough, you'll regroup and work harder and change yeah. your game plan. You for know? sure. And I think that holds people back. Fear and failure. On the other side of fear and failure is probably a lot of success. Oh, yeah. You just don't know. You just got to yeah. keep going, you know? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. That's yeah, yeah man. Dude, I, I, I didn't want to stop you because like you're, you're going. <laughs> no, dude, thank you. For saying that yeah and i hope someone that's listening um can take that to heart and like, totally you know i know we're just sitting here bullshit and whatnot but like i feel like that problem affects so many people and a lot i think in the next generation of mm -hmm. people right so like these younger kids coming out of high school or going into high school coming out going into college things like that that they you know it's like because i know that like anxiety disorders other things is at all time high Right. Oh, yeah. All over the world. This is not like we're not unique here just in California. <laughs> but I think that is because, you know, you kind of tie into this like this. You're afraid to fail. You know what I mean? Totally. And whether that's the driving factor that doesn't want to make you take the extra effort to not only one try, but to learn and try to succeed or fail and then yeah. re-engage. Right. And I think that needs to be more pushed, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, look, no one's perfect. Let's get past that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even Elon Musk, I'm sure, <laughs> has had a, many O failures, right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it runs yeah. tons, you know. Yeah. And but that's the thing is that it's like if you if you paralyze yourself to the point of you're just afraid in general to not yeah. take the next step, or maybe something that you're passionate about, or hey, you have a great idea, you yeah. know, or you hey. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to school for 10 years and be a <laughs> rocket propulsion expert. You know, and, I don't know. If that's your, your job title, but no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but like, and that's the thing and people need to hear that shit. Yeah. You know? So anyways, that was my soapbox, but thank you. No. Yeah, you man. Know, for it's, sharing that. I think that's cool. It's like, like, yeah, I don't, it's, I wish someone had told me that when I was going, when I was going through things and also like, yeah. you know, I went to 10 years, I went to school for 10 years and did all that. And, and we've already been through that, but like, um, I wasn't right all the time. Like I, my path changed as I went through it and yeah. like, um, rolling with the punches is probably not the best way to put it, but like, I always had like my eye on the end goal and I was like, okay, like maybe I'll, I'll diverge here and, and do something a little I different. Love I love you it. You know, like I, 
when I got into my dual, <clears throat> the dual master's program, excuse me, um, it, I like needed to, I need to get it paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I will do any research that exists under the mechanical engineering umbrella to like get it paid for like anything. And I started doing uh, biomechanical engineering research uh, just because it was available and they needed help. And so I was like, great, tuition paid for, sweet. I'll, I don't know how to do this yet. Right. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was like that, that Tony Stark meme from the Avengers where it was like, when did you become an expert in thermonuclear astrophysics? And he goes, last night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. It was like that vibe. Um, yeah. But I was like, all right, this isn't what I expected to do. I didn't want to do this type of research, but like, I don't know, see where it goes. Yeah. And it, I met so many incredible people doing it. I learned so much mm-hmm. uh, by doing it. And it's crazy because now I can like, I have a published paper <laughs> um, That's no right. like that has to do with like tempo mandibular joint replacements, which is like not what I do for work at all. <laughs> in our podcast. Yeah. Uh, um, um, but <laughs> first person published. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like, I never thought it was going to lead that direction. And I, I was able to like use that experience to be like, okay, yeah, like this isn't aerospace engineering, but like I'm learning all of these tools so that I can apply to the eventual thing that I'm going to do. Right, right. You know, it's making you a well-rounded person. Yeah. You know, it may yeah. not be where you want to be now, but totally. you know, I like what you said, like you had an end goal. Yeah. There's plenty of things, at least I know for Jordan and I in the, in the, the career that we're in now, we know what our angle was, but there's a lot of things you got to do before that, that yeah. you don't want to do and that you get paid terrible. You're volunteering, but yeah. you know, it's a means to an end. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you a better mm-hmm. firefighter or paramedic, or whatever it's going to be for your future. And I know a lot of people who don't want to do that. They want to be the CEO instantly. Yeah. It's like, that's just not how it works, man. No. Like you, everyone eats a crap sandwich. You're going to start <laughs> at the bottom. It doesn't matter what degree you have, yeah. how smart you think you are. When you get into the workforce into the career that you want to go to, you're at the bottom. Oh, you, Welcome oh, yeah. to life, man. It sucks. Yeah. We've all been there. And but, I think right now it's in that fast food society. Everyone's like, well, I got my, you know, master's and PhD. I should be the number one. It's like, bro. It's like, shut up. How about you get get my coffee? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah. Hey, the best way to get through a crap sandwich is take big bites. Yeah. Yeah. My man. Ring that bell. I don't know if that's a thing, but it felt like the right thing to say. Um, No, totally. And like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I still get projects today. That, that, and I still expect to get projects way far in the future where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know how to do this at all. Okay. Well, what are my tools? How can I figure out how to start? Right. And then you just go right step by step and you, you solve a lot of small problems to solve the bigger problems. Yes. Right? And I like what you say, because at least I know, I mean, I'm sure these two can attest to it for me, but I always tell people, at least the ones that know me real well, if there is no way, I'll freaking make a way. Yeah, I will find a sure. way to get something done. Whether that means I need to start over, drop a relationship, friends, sure. whatever it may be, I will do what I got to do to to get to my end goal, yeah. to get to where I need to be. And I don't think people are willing to make those sacrifices. And yeah. you have to. I mean, life ebbs and flows, man. It's kind of like you said, you got to roll the punches. Yeah. And sometimes life will slap you in the face. Yeah. And it will hold you <laughs> down. And you're going to want to feel like you want to quit. And I know, again, I've had times where I've talked to Jordan and Sam. I'm just like, dude... Life is a bitch right now, yeah. and it fucking sucks. And it's like, I just need a second. Okay, I'm just going to take a step back. 
I take a breath here. I'm going to regather myself. Yeah. I'm going to start over and I'm going to push forward. Yeah, yeah. I can't. It's almost like I want to say is like, no matter what, you can't freaking quit. You no. cannot give yeah. up. If you have a goal and things you want to do in your life, how bad do you want it? Yeah. You got to push and you got to fight for everything you want in this life. You yeah. have to. You have no freaking choice. Nothing will be handed to you. No. Absolutely <laughs> zero will be handed to you. I was trying to time the ending no, with the perfect. Say, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw the hand come up. I know. I was like, what's he doing over there? <laughs> no, it was really good, dude. It was super inspirational. Yeah. Like well, that. I'm just, yeah. I mean, no, that's you're just right. to, to say. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, I, I, I see it a lot. And it's everything I have that I own and the things that I do from this podcast to other things that I have was work or my home. Yeah. I've had to earn every bit of it. Totally. Every freaking ounce of what I have, it was not given to me. That's and awesome. I'm seeing so much of people, I don't, or gener- I don't know if it's generational, if I sound like an old man. <laughs> well, a new generation where it's like, well, you, they want everything handed to them. That's yeah. not how it works, man. There's like going back to what you're saying about like being at the bottom and yeah. people just like don't want to be there. They want to go straight to CEO. There's two ways you can handle being at the bottom. You can either be that way, which yeah. is like, I don't deserve to be here. Like, I'm smart enough or I've done the work enough. And, or you could take the other way, which is like, all right, I, there's probably so many more things for me to learn. Mm. Let's start. Right. You know, let's start and figure it out. Oh, who do I need to talk to? All right. I'm going to talk to them. I don't know how to solve this problem. That's fine. Figure it out by the person who does, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, I like it, dude. So, okay. Cause we're almost running out of time, but Is there the rockets or whatever you're working on right now? Is that to go to, I don't know the best way to put it, into outer space a certain amount? Yeah. Like, so, like, like to the moon or to Mars or. So it's a low Earth orbit. Um, what is considered low Earth orbit? Uh, 400 kilometers. Oh my God. Can we do that in feet? <laughs> uh, do you divide by two or times that by two? I still use a calculator, man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know that mental math. <laughs> Um, like, are we in Europe right now? <laughs> it's up there. It's so the International Space Station um, is at 200 kilometers. Oh, that's ish. okay. That's good to know. Okay, yeah. that oh, puts yeah. it in perspective. 200 ish. Yeah. And so 4,000. 400. 400. Yeah. Okay. So down twice the height of the ISS. Um, and but it's it's a range. So it goes between 400 and like 800 ish kilometers, and then that's low Earth orbit. And there's also mid-Earth orbit, and then there's geostationary orbit, and it kind of, it's just higher up as you go. Okay. Um, but primarily, uh, small satellites and payloads into low-Earth orbit. Yeah. Okay, well, now, okay, so the International Space Station is 200 kilometers, mm-hmm. and you're putting resources 400 kilometers, right? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Like satellites? Satellites and stuff, yeah. Okay, so satellites, are they above the International Space Station? And yeah, then- so... So, um, but some aren't, there's, there's some that, um, that exist in that, in the realm of the ISS as well. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit taller than the ISS, a little bit taller, higher than the ISS. Um, and yeah, it's everything from, uh, communication type stuff to, um, uh, scientific payloads and, and all that good stuff. So. Uh, and then, so companies will contract mm-hmm. you out. Yep. To put that into orbit. Be like, hey, we want, we have this satellite. Okay. We got it. We need a, a school bus to take it there. You happen to have a very powerful school bus. Like, yeah. <laughs> can we use it? Can we buy this launch from you? 
Wow. On the bus. Now, I would imagine <laughs> there's got to be some serious insurance, right, for Yo. that company in case something malfunctions, yeah. right? The whole launch insur- insurance industry is bananas. Guys, we found our next business. It's I was crazy. I just going to say that. I was <laughs> Do you like, have $60 million <laughs> oh, to insure flights? Hey, I sure don't. But where there's a will, there's a way, baby. <laughs> We're going to take a lot of loans. We're going to make it work, dude. I'm going to have to sell my body. So I I wanted to ask you, just uh, because on the propulsion thing, Mm -hmm. um, so... Like over the past, I don't know, maybe six months, there was like like talks of like a hypersonic missiles. Mm, yeah. And I don't know as a casual, you know, reader of that. I mean, it interests me. I just sure, I, yeah. I just assumed that it's like just really fast. Yeah. But yeah. what like I don't is there a way to describe like what is is totally. there is there a different you know setup? What are they you know fuel they use? The way that's built? I don't know. Yeah, totally. So everything kind of breaks down when you start going not just faster than the speed of sound, but like much faster than the speed of sound. Um, one of those things is kind of like how rocket engines, um, how, a primary thing of how rocket engines work. So, um, you know, if you ever use a, a hose and you like pinch the end of the hose, the water will come faster out right. of the hose. Yeah. So that's normally what happens during subsonic conditions. Okay. So yeah, subsonic just means slower than the speed of sound. Um, and, but faster than the speed of sound that flips. So if you were to, uh, you know, put your thumb in front of a, <laughs> on a water hose that the, the water was flowing faster than the speed of sound, it actually slows it down. Um, and that's like a key principle of when you see a rocket engine, you see like it, there's a certain diameter and then it like goes down to a point yeah, and then it spreads it back goes. out. All it's doing is that explosion that's happening in the thrust chamber of the engine is going faster than the speed of sound because it's an explosion. Wow. And they just essentially pinch it down to an annulus point, and then that slows it down to perfect speed of sound condition so it's steady mm-hmm. and controllable. And that's all the nozzle's doing when that's it shoots it out. Right? Wow. And so to answer your question about hypersonics is like, essentially, engines, com- engines are designed completely differently. Um at least like there's like ramjet engines and like things that like have very little moving parts because all they have to do is like the entire engine is based on geometry um, and like bringing airflow into the uh, into the engine impinging it on, onto a point and then expanding it again and then impinging it again and expanding it again and then adding fuel and more spark to it and then it you ha- you can produce something that has so much power that can get it to that hypersonic condition or you could just have a solid rocket engine and it will get you there. <laughs> okay. But like, there's different ways to do it. Um, but hypersonics is essentially like mock. It's like four to seven times the speed of sound. <laughs> it's okay. So it's like crazy, it's, crazy fast. It's bananas. So, I, well, there was yeah. a, there was like so it was it was some article talking about it was either China or somebody had shot one and China. whether the China. T- it was China. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna I'm, I'm trying to play China. aloof to this. <laughs> China. But it was, the, <laughs> but the article was about that supposedly they had shot one that had went around the earth mm. and that we may or may not have picked up that there was one shot that whether it went over the United States or didn't, but it was just that we didn't, we didn't detect it. But then yeah. it was like, it's going very fast. Yeah. But that was like the first part. Then it was like backtracks. Like, well, we actually knew about it. We just want to make public, which is very well plausible, yeah. you know, but I just like, when you start getting into this type of speed, it's like, what's the, what's the breaking point? I yeah. mean, if they can get to hypersonic, so faster than the speed of sound, I mean, is there any logical explanation that we can get close to the speed of light? 
So you can get hypothetically very close to the speed of light over a long period of time if you're in a vacuum, i.e. space. Gotcha. So there's nothing in space to slow you down like there is here, like with air, friction and all that. So you can put something in space and it doesn't have to be like a large amount of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newton's second law, every action, equal opposite reaction. If you just have a small engine that's like very efficient at burning mm-hmm. fuel that can burn for an infinite amount of time, it'll like constantly accelerate that object and you can get very, 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 very close to the speed of light uh-huh. hypothetically, but you would need to do it over such a long period of time that it would be like, it would take lifetimes for it to get that. Oh, fast. so for it to even get to the point as it, let's say it is in a vacuum for it to reach that point would just take, it just know, takes a, years or something with crazy. current technology. Like, yeah, like you, we essentially, there would be like an ion engine situation, which is like not typical rocket propulsion. And I don't deal with that stuff. I'm very unfamiliar with, with that technology, but it's something that's super efficient that doesn't put out that much thrust, but can burn forever. Okay, well, I'm I'm assuming that has to be something into play when it when talking about like trying to make it to Mars, right? Or like, yeah, not yeah. that I mean the rover's there, right? But like, I don't know. You hear the talks of like, oh, you know, it's like who's it gonna be the first yeah. you know, to get yeah. up? You get people there, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's like how long does that take? I mean, was it months, right? <laughs> uh, to get... Six to nine months. Okay, yeah. so to have something that could burn that efficiently with the payload of people and everything yeah. that goes with so, it to sustain some sort of stay there, but then you got to come back. Yeah, uh, so. you know what I'm saying. Everyone's coming back, Tim. Oh, that's a one-way mission. So one and yeah. done. You're going oh, for it. So, so yeah, that, that problem is <laughs> I mean, actually way more of like an orbital mechanics problem than it is like a physical distance problem. Oh, okay. You know, so it's like way more based on timing than it is based on uh, like the distance itself. Wow. Um, so like Mars is here and Earth is here, and so you want to launch when they're really close together. Um, but if Mars is here and Earth is here. Obviously, that's way farther away, but you don't just, you, you know, you don't go through the sun. It's like a circular path. Right, right to go to out there. and around yeah. to hit your destiny. Use the gravity of the sun um, to get there, essentially. Yeah, what, right what movie was that? Matt Damon, dude? I was just going <laughs> to say. It was a Matt Damon. The Martian. Uh, the Martian. Martian, yeah. I saw it on TV, movie. dude. Yeah. <laughs> he made potatoes out of poop. They, they, what did they say? They freaking slung around the earth? What are they? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that all. Was, that all was the math. Real? All that movie is accurate. All the math in that movie is accurate. That that is real. The writer, because my buddy was working in Northrop Grumman at the time. Oh my! I thought that and was. And the writer bullshit. of that book came to Northrop Grumman here in South Bay, wow. and was like, "I want to double check all of this." And for the movie, yeah, for the movie, or for the book. So that then they made into. So the slingshotting around the Earth is like a legit thing. Yeah, that's real. It's a it's a gravity assist. Yeah. Sam, what in the world? All that's real. Wow. I think Sam actually had a question for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, a couple things. I've been shaking just like listening to you, bro. This is so dope. <laughs> Thanks, First of all, thanks, your man. shirt. I wanted to bring that up. We're talking about aerospace. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah we, we have to highlight that, man. Thanks, I love man. it, dude. This is what I wear to work. I love it. I love it. And then what I love is like you were talking about the people that you work with yeah. and how a lot of them, I mean, yeah, it can be atheists. And what's crazy is that the math and the science that they use to, you know, to get to their atheism, um, being able to develop that math in science also can explain why there can totally. be something else out there. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's almost like a dichotomy between, you know, um, atheism and then the, you know, the argument for God, 
you know, yeah. just inside of your, because I mean, how many people like Jordan was saying, how many people can really say that, yeah. you know, they're, they stuck with aerospace. They stuck with, you know, all that. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's, it's intense and it's hard. It's a lot of math and a lot of physics, yeah, you yeah. know? So if you can stick with that, then you are of course in the top, I don't know how much percent of people <laughs> that can do that, you know? So of course you're going to be like, ah, it's, it's all about math and science. You know, that, that's, that's all that exists. And then, but the fact that you can get to the point where you are, also can explain why there also may be something else and sure. there may be a God. You know, I just love that, you know, thinking about that. Uh, it goes both yeah, ways. Man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so it's dope. Frank, dude. Dude. Great conversation tonight, yeah. guys. I mean, man, Holy I'm like, I'm like, I have so many questions. Really like, <laughs> You'll have to have me on again, man. Dude, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul. Just, Paul, where's Paul? <laughs> real quick. I just, I got to know, at least from your perspective. Yeah. Um, what, like... In that industry, or let's just say in space, technology, advancement, things like that, what do you, like, what are you the most, well, maybe not what are you the most excited to see, what do you think we will be capable of? Like, maybe, like, let's say 30 yeah. years out, right? Like, attainable future where we'll we'll still be alive, hopefully, That's to see question. this, yeah. you know, kind of, oh, we invented this, or we like can do this. specifically now. within my industry, or just in general? Uh, I mean, if you want to answer from your industry perspective, totally. Sure. I've just I've been thinking, like, you know, what what could we get to, right? Yeah, um, that's an awesome question. Um, I think we'll definitely. I think. I think we'll. I think we will have a permanent scientific outpost on the moon. Um, I think that's very doable. Um, okay. um, like I think the technology to do that does exist. It's just a matter of doing it. And it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort um, and a lot of... It's going to be a pretty like, big price tag. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ISS is trillions of dollars. Trillions. It's like every astronaut that goes up there, uh, every minute of their time up there, if you boil it down to every engineer they had to pay to, to design it and all the time that they... All the shuttle launches that took to build it and so on and so forth, it's 30 grand a minute for each astronaut. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> nuts anyway so yes insurance company is going to cover it <laughs> don't worry um <laughs> but um i think also we will see i think we'll see people walk on mars i think that is something that's very i think it's i think it's attainable whether we will have like a permanent outpost there i think um in terms of like people are going there and staying for the rest of their lives um I, I think that I think that is possible. Wow. I don't. I I think that the problem that we run into there is like us as a species have a hard time conceptually being like, yeah, I'm just gonna go, right. and like we've done it in the past, right? right? Columbus and all the people who came to the Americas did, right. I guess, the same thing. Right. But so I guess there is a group of people that would be like, yeah, let's let's do that. Um, but I think the technol the technological infrastructure to maintain like a full-blown society peaceful society like on mars um that's where we start running into more less technical problems more ethical problems of like well is there law there is there you know how do we create a justice system there and like what's international waters and like i mean you start going down that rabbit hole and so i think there's a lot of infrastructure that has to be built around the idea i think it's technologically possible though I think it's safe to say that if a colony landed on Mars, they're branching off. They're going to end up doing their own thing. Probably. I mean, yeah. like, you know, the, the happened in the Americas, you know, and that was over yeah. some bullshit tech. Stuff. <laughs> 
I could imagine trying to govern we're gonna do someone. A, we're going to do a tea party on Mars. Yeah, I was like, we're nine months of light speed travel away, so suck it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do what we want over here. So I guess just send good people. And, and even harder, too, it's like the conversation is delayed, too. So it's around a 30-minute round trip. If I want to send a message to NASA from Mars, it takes around 15 minutes to get here. And then they have to send the message back and it takes another 15 minutes back. Wow. And so you have to like have conversations. You're kind of like already on your own in a way. Can yeah, you, but, but you get it in 15 minutes from Mars. That's mm-hmm. a, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the calm time delay. Travel. Yeah. Okay. Why do I not get service then <laughs> when I go? Cause I'm going to tell you this, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? I get AT&T, it. man. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, if we could talk to someone on Mars, I could be fucking <laughs> so three hours good. into There's the There's a couple desert. rovers there. Maybe we could figure that out. Right? You know, I'm like, I don't buy it, Verizon. <laughs> Bullshit. Dude, I have Sprint. You're saying I could get a message from Mars, <laughs> but I can't fucking send a text message from a mountain? Like, what's hours. up, man? I yeah. mean, hours. You won't get it. It says no service, period. You know, you, know what, you know what is wild? I know we're running out of time, but what is wild about not getting a, a mess, like not being able to text from a mountain? I had no service. I was on top of Angel's Landing in Zion, and I had no service, right. rightfully so. And I got a phone call, and I was like, huh. this is impossible. And it was Disney World. The mouse people. can reach you everywhere, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was, they got you, bro. They were like, we're calling about your lightsaber purchase. We have it here. It's repaired. We're going to send it to you. The fact that you bought a lightsaber just freaking makes my night, dude. Thank I have you. five of them. That's it's so a lot. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind did what, you get? Uh, I have Ahsoka Tano's. Uh, uh, I have Anakin's, Mace Windu's, and Luke Skywalker's. All right. And Seth, whenever the power goes out, they're great night you gotta come, You got to come back on here. Seth, you, like, yeah. You're a part so of the family now, bro. Yeah, man. You're in, dude. Hell yeah. I freaking love it, man. <laughs> um, well, Seth, we actually got a couple questions for you before Sweet. we start that. Um, this is for you, my friend. Thanks so much. On. Wow, this is awesome. Oh, my God. We have a shirt, some stickers. We Good. also have a challenge coin for you. If you look on the back Sweet. of the challenge coin, it says the two most important days of your life, the day you were born, the day you find out why. That's awesome. That's wow. Really my friend. That is really cool. Yeah, man. we appreciate you coming on here, dude. Really do. Thank you. Thank uh, you so glad much. That Kim introduced us to you. Yeah. Yeah. Or me to you, and now and you vice versa else. too. So happy I met you guys. You <laughs> yeah, know? man. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, like I said. I re- <laughs> we get there's so I was okay. I'm sorry. I'm starting to stutter because I have too many things going. No, go my for brain it. Brain at once. <laughs> no, there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of really cool information and stuff we can, yeah, we can chat longer about. Uh, but for the questions, yeah. we pull them out of uh, at random. Um, Sweet. First one, really, uh, do, do you like sports? Uh, <laughs> kind of. Okay. Uh, so this will be kind of dumb. So it just says, would you rather be an NFL star or a okay. major league baseball star? Mm. Uh, probably probably major league baseball because you, you don't get a hit. And I like my brain the way it is, you know? Gonna, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, we gotta protect that noggin. Bro. <laughs> we got a lot going on up there. I think we should protect your noggin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole bag of bones? Yeah, right. I was like, I feel like <laughs> it's just a bag of milk. I can up take there, a couple hits, know? Doug. I'll be all right. I'll, yeah. in, I'll, I'll get in front of you for you. Now, um, okay, yeah, I feel like it's probably, probably do. Yeah, 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 probably baseball. MLB. I'd be totally yeah, baseball. MLB. I think. Yeah, dude. Baseball. Baseball. All, right. <laughs> all day. Uh, if okay, uh, if you can be homeless in any city, where would you choose? Ooh. That's a good question. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. It'd have to be somewhere warm. Yeah. You know? Definitely not LA. It's already a freaking trash no. hole, dude. No. no. <laughs> not Los Angeles. Not uh, um, you know, I'd probably pick... Uh, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys are big Florida fans. I lived there for nine years. Oh, man. I'm not a huge Florida guy. I've Low rider. Not my thing. 
But <laughs> uh, there's a lot of cool small. There's a lot of like little small towns in Florida that like are warm all year round that aren't Miami. Um, that are just like that would be pretty chill if I was a homeless pop person. Actually, you know what? Puerto Rico. Wait, does it have to be U.S.? Can I do anywhere in the world? Perfect. Anywhere in the world. I'm not doing Florida. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, honestly, the first one that popped in my head was West Palm Beach. Yeah, well. I thought I was like, there's probably a lot of rich people that feel bad. Spend $15 (laughs) for a burger. Yeah. Uh, um, No, but that's true. But you'd be able to afford it as a homeless person. Uh, I I think I'd have to pick... It's Sprint. Yeah, you get you a mama phone, dude. I think, um, oh, man, uh, New Zealand. I like that. Okay. I do the Philippine Islands. There's a couple islands that were good mm. surf. Ooh. Just chill, dude. Yeah. That's what I was thinking I it was work. like mid-Pacific yeah. somewhere where you I'd can like, kind of live off the land and yeah. be more of a hermit. Than or a or the Canary there. Islands off of Africa. Oh. Yeah. Because it's going to be warm. Yeah. There's a bunch of people with sailboats there that don't live on them all year round. You're, you're moving up. You're only you, going to be homeless for like two you days. Just, you <laughs> just squat in a sailboat? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sam, what about you, dude? What are you thinking? Yeah, man. I was uh, First thing that came to mind was Hawaii. Just, I mean, you know, it's right on the corner. And, you know, that's the that's first That's a great thing. pick. But yeah, all these picks are amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Anyway. I've thought about it sometimes, too. I'm like, right? I sell everything and just go to the Philippine Islands to disappear. Dude. Never yeah, seen one again. Don't want to... That exchange rate, baby. Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, you're oh, definitely not going to be homeless. <laughs> no, no. I'm the fucking king, dude. Yeah. The king. All right, let's see. All right, the last one. Last it says, one. Um, if you were taken hostage five years ago, what would surprise you the most about the world today? Oh, that is a that is a nuts question. You don't want me to answer that one. I was going to say, I was like, that's <laughs> super. Fr- five years. So what was five years ago? What year was it? Was that 2017? Yeah. Is that 2017? Dude, five years ago? Pre-pandemic. Wow. That was pre-pand. Yeah. Every could you think about think about five years ago, Seth? And if somebody told you everything that's happened in the last five years to where we are now, would you believe it? I I don't think I would. I wouldn't either. Honestly, I wouldn't believe it. There's no way. That is. Hey, dude. Um, in five years, you guys are gonna be have to worry, be wearing masks. People are gonna lose their jobs because they're not vaccinated. And by the way, uh, inflation's gonna go up tenfold. You're not gonna be able yeah. to afford a tank of gas. Bread's gonna be like yeah. fucking twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, and the house prices are all going to go skyrocket to the roof <laughs> to where the average person will never be able to afford it. But you know what? Enjoy yourself. 2017, yeah. let's go. It's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, you know, you class got, warfare. Just yeah. good yeah. for society. Right. You know? Yeah. We got a president <laughs> crapping his pants in the <laughs> Vatican. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know what? Who knows? It's all good. At five, five years, though, I think the most, I think the biggest thing that would surprise me. Oh, man. That's a great question. Um, is it? Is it too much of a shameless plug to say myself? No, not at all. It's deep, dude. If you told me five years ago what I'd be doing now and the things I had done and like I would I'd slap you in the face. I'd be like, there's no way. There's no way you're gonna do all that. Yeah. And uh I feel like it's a bit of a shameless plug, but no, um, you're good. I like that. I, I think I'd have to have to say I I myself. If if you told seven year old me, what's cycle pack? If you told seven year old me, hey, you're gonna be building rockets professionally like i i would slap you i'd slap that kid that guy in the face oh my gosh no way no way somebody told me that too how old are you i'm 27 
Okay, no, I was like, the question was five years, and then you said seven. I was no, like, I will farther back. <laughs> I did. I was like, time is relative. Uh, <laughs> I only had one of these, so I'm a big math guy. No, Jordan, you're wrong. <laughs> I wasn't. Gonna, I am the rocket scientist. <laughs> I wasn't gonna debate him. Y'all are ridiculous. I was just gonna roll with it. No, fi- five. You are the smartest yeah. person I know. Five, <laughs> thanks, thank you. Um, five years, I'd have to. Five years, genuinely, I'd have to say myself, because that's, that's when cool. I graduated from my undergrad, and okay. at the time, I. Didn't the reason why I went into my dual masters because I didn't really get the job that I wanted, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go down this path. It feels right. It feels like the right thing to do. Good for you. Dude. And uh, kind of just leaned into it, and oh. it still took me to where I wanted to go. Um, nice. So I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised at myself. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's such that's cheap, dude. That's a good. An- I don't even know if I, I should think, answer that. Yeah, question. I think. Uh, yeah, wow, you're gonna almost get me a little emotional here. If I think back five years ago, I wouldn't think that I'd be where I'm at now. Yeah, there's a lot of good that's happened and a lot of bad. Sure, but I'm thankful for both. Oh yeah, they have both taught me a lot about myself, about people I love, and it also taught me how much I can take and go through and still come out on top. Totally, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't want to get too emotional here, but yeah, you think back twenty was it 2017? <laughs> no fucking clue. I'd be running a podcast, right? Some other things I've gone. <laughs> I have no life. clue that I'd be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking like, about? <laughs> The way life works out, you yeah. know, and uh, and I remember someone telling me it's like it's good that we can't see our future because you probably wouldn't believe it. Yep. Totally. Oh yeah. It'd be you'd be like, there's no way I could do that. Yeah. You know. So, dude. Oh, fuck, bro. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Here, hold on. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> dude, I. Oh, God. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would agree. I wouldn't. Uh, I. Five years ago. Yeah. No, I don't think I'd see where I'm at currently. Uh, right now, you know, but. Uh, I was going to say, like, I just couldn't believe everyone was wearing masks. Yep. But, <laughs> but uh, yep. you know. Got all so let's deep. dive deeper. Yeah, but no, but, you know, you're right. That's that's true. Put and on that, your snorkel. We're going down. But that's just cool. It's cool that you can look back five years and be like, man, that's where I was at. And here's where I'm at now. All yeah. the good and bad in between. Totally. But all that does is just, I don't know. It should, hopefully, it puts you in, like, a sense of enjoyment and peace and learning and optimism for the future and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's kind of been a little bit of the back push of this podcast is, you know, your sense of, like, moving forward and taking the next step and, yeah. and you know, just learning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, no, it's, damn, that was not what I thought the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Sam, yeah, Sam. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny. I think when, when you are the craziest thing that has happened. I think that's the best possible situation, man. Yeah. Like I was thinking, of, oh, the pandemic and the mass and stuff. And then I was like, wow, man, I have grown so much. Yeah. Totally. Like I'm not anywhere close to the person that I was. And it's it's a lot of introspection and like, oh, this is what you like. This yeah. is how you are. And this these are the people that you love, you know? And they just keep, they every all my relationships are growing. Gratitude is there. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I love it, man. Love it. Damn. Well, Seth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, dude, you are just, your zeal for life, what you've done with your life, where you're going. I am just so glad to call you friend and that I know you. It's been an Thanks, honor man. to have you on this podcast, dude. You were freaking hilarious. <laughs> honor to be here, man. Yeah, and dude, you're welcome here anytime, dude. Sweet. Honestly, thank you so much. So you have your swag. Yeah. Enjoy that. If you could throw a sticker on a rocket for us, dude, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, please, 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 please. The CEO of the company's going on. Yeah, like, I don't know what's over here, but... <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. I want to see that bitch on no. Mars, dude. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, dude. Um, we just met. 
But I truly, and this is crazy. I truly, yeah, hey, hey Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wait, is that Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh, okay. call me maybe. Oh, yeah, right. Is that it? Wasn't a Taylor Swift song? My bad. Anyway, this is not pop culture. <laughs> no, um, dude, thank you for sharing all that good stuff. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, I hope that when people listen to it, it is inspirational and to hear like you know, I was like, you can do what you want with your Absolutely. life, and I think you're a great example of that. And uh, Thanks, honestly, man. man, I really look forward. To, I hope you come back on because I, I would love like, to. Let's I was do like, it. can we talk about Operation Paperclip, or is that like, <laughs> am I going to go? Am I going to go super tinfoil hat on everybody? And they're like, oh. no, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that question. <laughs> But uh, no, man, I, I look forward to the next time we meet. Absolutely. Uh, Same here. I have a lot more questions. Let's do it. Jump into yeah. this shit. But Absolutely. Anyways, Honestly, you. it's going to be cool because um, I have a new setup coming that we're going to set up soon. No way. So Sweet. that we can actually be cool to have you and Paul on here at uh, the same yeah, time. Yeah, that would be awesome. Get that going real Paul's, Paul's crazy. <laughs> That'd be super crazy right, smart. Yeah. yeah. So thanks again for coming by. Um, we're going to do, let's get a let's go on three. Yeah, man. You ready for this? Yeah. One, two, three. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya. And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. We'd like to thank our sound engineer who makes this podcast happen and makes us sound very good, Stephen Clark. And to our first sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Come get your haircut at two locations, Long Beach and in Orange, California. Your appointment can be booked at 8-9-Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-B, excuse me, B-A-R-B-R-E-R-S. 8-9-Barbers.com. Again, look good, feel good, be great. Check it out. It's my barber. He is the man. Thanks, everybody. Bye.